got a lot to talk about. We're going to do a little season recap. Was this season a success or failure? We're going to take a look at some of the moves already made and then look at the off-season outlook. Jeff, how you feeling about this season? A-plus or F? Oh, it's it's not an A-plus. <laughs> it, it's an F. It's an F. Just considering we went to the Super Bowl last season, had high expectations that we would at least get back there this season, and then to lose in the first round to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Baker Mayfield. Oh, it it was really a collapse like no other. Not just in Eagles history, but in NFL history, in Philadelphia sports history. I mean, this is a team that was 10-1, and one, was beating good teams, and then the way we just folded towards the end of the season... I mean, I know we, were, we had some questions all season long, and we thought this team would put it together, but this team really showed their true colors towards the end, and it, I can't remember a season as disappointing as this one. Yeah, but as we kind of noted all season long, this team just didn't look the same, right? From the first week Patriots game, Patriots ended up being a horrible team this year. We almost lost to them. We almost lost to the Washington Commanders. We made Sam Howell look amazing. Uh, there was just something off the entire year, and it finally all came into a, a, an amazing collapse at the end, uh, especially when they got rid of Sean Desai, who wasn't that good to begin with, but beca- the defense became an absolute embarrassment under Matt Patricia, uh, and the whole year the offense was just off. Um, but there, there's a lot to talk about. The questions are why, because I think this team was a very talented team. You could make the argument the most talented offense in the entire league. Uh, And I'll contend, I don't even think the defense was as bad talent-wise as we're making it out to be. I mean, you have Hassan Redick, one of the best defenders in the league. Josh Sweat, uh, a guy who's up for defensive rookie of the year, Jalen Carter. You got Darius Slay. Um, But they did collapse. So, The question I'm going to pose to you, and obviously they made some changes, but what do you attribute it more to the collapse? The players or the coaches? What do you think? Well, I think you have to break it down between offense and defense. The offense, there is no excuse why we weren't as good as we were last year. I mean, you brought everyone back. Jalen Hurts was coming into another year of his career as a very young quarterback. You would think that he would get better. I mean, I know he had such a good season the year before, but even if statistically he didn't match those numbers, you would think that you would see some other things that would show that he was trending in the right direction. And he he absolutely did not. And the team was... The offense was just as talented as any offense in the NFL. I mean, you can't tell me that we didn't have more weapons than the Kansas City Chiefs, who just won the Super Bowl. Um, You had A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard. You improved at running back. Your offensive line was pretty much the same. So when it comes to the offensive side of the ball, I'm going to have to blame the coaching. I'm going to have to blame both Brian Johnson and Nick Sirianni. This was Nick Sirianni's offense. He may may not have called the plays, but his scheme, that, that, that was his. And there was just a lot of things we saw during the season that was just, it's just not a modern NFL offense when it comes to just not putting guys in motion. I mean, we're the, we're utilized motion. Um, we were last in the NFL in it. I mean, some of these things 
just can't happen. I mean, some of the routes these guys were running, they're just clogging the field. There's no separation. There's no space. You know, taking too many deep shots. You got a guy like A.J. Brown who's so good running after the catch. You just put him on these little 5-10 yard slant routes and he's gone. And we hardly ever used it. Um, and we just didn't run the ball enough all season. The talent was there. So at least offensively, I'm going to say, by and large, it was mostly coaching. But I also think Jalen Hurts could have been better. I'm going to put some of the blame on him as well. Because we saw last year, the Super Bowl season, he was he was one or he was two in the MVP race. He was that good. And he was not the same player this year. Well, I feel like that's been the talk uh, of the town is chicken or the egg. Was it the coaching or was it Hurts? Um, now, I think that this coaching this year, I mean, you and I could see the problems from week one. Uh, and they kept doing the same thing over and over and over. Uh, they didn't run the ball enough. They never threw the ball to DeAndre Swift, which made no sense to me. Um, they did not utilize the middle of the field at all. They didn't use motion at all. It was uncreative. It was predictable. It was putting, in my opinion, Jalen Hurts in a position to not succeed. But the question comes up is how much responsibility does Jalen Hurts carry with this? Uh, and after watching the Super Bowl this year, you could certainly make the argument that Pat Mahomes, while maybe didn't put up super flashy numbers in the Super Bowl, but with a much less talented offense, was able to win. And that, that happened two years in a row. Uh, so the question is, is Jalen Hurts in the elite category of quarterback, or is he in the, the lower tier, good talent, who maybe needs everything right to succeed? Now, we saw last year, when everything was right, he had a real chance to win the Super Bowl. Uh, I personally still believe in Jalen Hurts. I don't think he had a great year. I think that the last five or six weeks where the entire team collapsed makes him look worse, and we have a little bit of recency bias there. I think for most of the season, he looked pretty good. Uh, I know one of the crazy stats was he had the third uh, best turnover-worthy percentage, meaning he was pretty accurate, he wasn't throwing risky passes, and yet he had one of the most turnovers in the league. So that kind of shows he was a little unlucky this year. Now, he's got to improve. His pocket presence this year sucked, right? He never stepped up in the pocket. Never stepped up in the pocket. Too quick to leave the pocket. Um, wasn't seeing the field the same way he was last year. And when it came to the RPO, he, he wasn't making the right decision a lot of the time. And it, it's just crazy because the year before, it seemed like he made the right decision every single time. Yeah, I, I think his biggest problem, and at the end of the year, it seemed like he was doing this every play, was he'd have time, and he'd roll out to the right, and he'd throw the ball away. Uh, now, the question is, is that just he's not seeing the field, or uh, he's not being coached properly, or the receivers are not running good routes, maybe a combination of all three? I put it more on the coaching. From what I saw this year, we ran horrible routes, uh, and if he's doing the same mistake every time, it is the coach's responsibility to coach him up and help him 
and say, hey, Jalen, you have a great offensive line. I know they weren't perfect this year in pass protection, but you need to step up in the freaking pocket and not roll out to the right every single play. So I definitely put the onus more on the coaches. However, we have some different coaches this year, which means this year, I don't want to say it's make or break for Jalen Hurts as a quarterback or a starter, but it's a little bit of a make or break to see is is he an elite quarterback or is he just... uh, Maybe more in that Donovan McNabb quarterback, uh, quarterback range. He's really good. He'll put you in a, a chance to win every year. But is he good enough to win the Super Bowl? You know, I'm with you, Joe. I still believe in Jalen Hurts. Um, we've believed in Jalen Hurts since the very beginning. Now, I don't know if he's in that stratosphere of top three, top four quarterbacks. I think he still could be. We'll have to see how he plays this year. But he certainly didn't play like it last year. Um, But I just want to say, I mean, the year before, he was spectacular. He put up great numbers. He looked great in the pocket. He looked great with his legs. And in the Super Bowl, when the lights were the brightest, he was the best player in that game. I mean, he absolutely balled out in the Super Bowl. I know there was that fumble. I don't know if that was entirely his fault, but he was amazing in the Super Bowl. So I know that he's a clutch player, and when the moment comes... He'll be ready, but we'll, we'll see what, what happens this year with the new offense. I think the offense will get better. I think it'll be hard to get worse, considering Brian Johnson. I mean, Nick Sirianni, huge part of the reason why the offense didn't perform as well as it did, but Brian Johnson, a lot of questionable play calls all season long. I mean, I'm talking uh, second and 20, uh, let's uh, roll out uh, or uh, run Jalen Hurts, and then let's throw a uh, for three yards, and then let's throw a screen pass that'll go nowhere. I mean, the screen game, it has to be completely redesigned because I've never seen anything quite like it in the NFL. It was that bad. Yeah, no, Brian Johnson, and who knows if it was all him, if it was all Nick Sirianni. However, you know, you saw Shane Steichen the year before, and even the first year when he took over. The offense performed really well. So, at the very least, if Brian Johnson wasn't totally in charge... I mean, obviously, he didn't have, uh, I don't know, maybe the leadership ability or the confidence to say, hey, Nick, you know, you let Shane Steichen call the plays, things got better, let me call the plays. So either way, you know, it was time for him to go. But I do want to bring up something that you, you put out. I think what made this whole year, especially the ending, so shocking is I never thought this would be possible with the Jalen Hurts-led team. And that's kind of a point in the column against him. I mean, he was supposed to be this elite leader. I've said that multiple times. Um, Forget about his play. This team collapsed as far as everything. Culture. They gave up at the end. I don't care what anybody says. They they rolled over like dogs. And that was the most shocking part. Because even when things weren't going well the first half of the season, they were still winning games because they were fighting. Even when things weren't pretty, even when the coaching wasn't good. The fact that they literally gave up. I don't care what anybody says. They, they gave up. You don't play the way you did without giving up. Especially in the playoff game against the Bucs. I mean, they didn't even show up for the playoff game. So that, that was a little shocking. I mean, Hurts, he's got to have a strong season. Uh, I never thought the team would give up with him as the leader. So that was surprising. Yeah, I mean, but I think the side of the ball that really gave up was the defense. 
Um, I think we might disagree a little bit here. If we're going into what went wrong with the defense, the coaching stunk. Don't get me wrong. I mean, Sean Desai, the guy who just wasn't ready, Matt Patricia, his replacement, somehow made the defense even worse. I mean, this guy, I don't know why we brought him in to begin with. I know we didn't bring him in originally as the defensive coordinator, but, I mean, this guy's been a failure every, everywhere he's went. He's, he's just not a good football coach. Um, so to give him the keys to the car towards the end of the season was just a, a complete disaster. But I, a lot of the personnel, it, in my opinion, the defense just wasn't that good. I mean, you lost some key players in TJ Edwards and Kaiser White and CJ Garner Johnson. You caused so many turnovers last year in your other starting safety, Marcus Epps, and Javon Hargrave, who was a huge part of that offensive line. So you lost, you know, close to half your starting defense. And then the guys that you brought back, I mean, Reddick should have been better than he was. I think Reddick wasn't as effective, was because of coaching. I mean, we would have Hassan Reddick, who's far and away our best pass rusher, in coverage far too often. I mean, if you want to do it to confuse the quarterback once or twice a game, fine. But this dude's dropping back into coverage, which is something he doesn't really do all that well, seven, eight, nine times a game. I mean, it's, it's completely asinine. But, but, you know, you got Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham coming back. Those guys are pretty old. I think we thought Josh Sweat was better than he was, but if that dude's not surrounded by other uh, more impactful players, he's not a difference maker. I mean, there was he'd be playing the majority of the game. He didn't even know he was out on the field. And then Darius Slay, I guess, had an okay season, but he's getting older now. I mean, I think we could do without Slay at this point. And James Bradbury was really shocking to me because I was so happy he was coming back for another year with us. And he looked almost unplayable. Um, the, the guy looked completely lost out there. The secondary was horrible. I mean, Kevin Byard, who we brought in, I mean, that dude did not give a single crap about the Eagles. I mean, I saw him against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and he, he didn't want to hit someone. I mean, you're out there playing defense. The dude looks scared for his life. So when you got guys like him, when you guys Nicholas Morrow, um, we thought N'Kobe Dean would be good. He, he really didn't do anything. Um, you know, I just look at those players, and I'm just like, it's just a lousy defense. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely disagree a little bit. I think that they're they're certainly not talented enough to be an elite defense. But the way they played, they they were the worst defense in the league the second half of the season. They were they're they're just not that bad. Uh, again, when you bring up Reddick, uh Jalen Carter, Fletcher Cox actually had a good season. Um Brandon Graham actually had a decent season. I didn't get a ton of sacks, but he was still pretty effective. Josh Sweat had uh, probably the worst second half of the season I've ever seen. I mean, he was, literally didn't do anything for like eight or nine games. But I know he's better than that. Um, the linebackers were really bad. I mean, that's a fact. Um, Slay was okay. Bradbury. The question really is with Bradbury. And this is kind of where I go back to. Is this Eagles defense is built off the pass rush. And I know for a fact. If you have a really good pass rush, it makes the cornerback's jobs way easier. So the question really is, again, kind of the chicken or the egg. The pass rush disappeared completely. Now, losing Hargrave I thought was huge. But uh, losing that pass rush completely, which doesn't really make any sense, which it specifically dropped off after Patricia became the defensive coordinator and you saw Raddick in coverage more and didn't seem like anybody knew what they were doing. 
I thought a lot of it was coaching. Now, again, I don't think they were ever going to be an elite defense this year. But I thought they'd probably be middle of the pack, middle of the road, uh, which they were for the first half of the season. I mean, they were okay until they hit the 49ers and then the Cowboys. So I think the proof's right there. I think they had a decent enough defense, and they they completely fell. I mean, that was—and we've seen some bad defenses, Jeff. We saw Chip Kelly his last year, uh, Andy Reid's last couple years with Juan Castillo. I think this was the worst defense I ever seen in the second half. The second half, I, I would agree. I mean, what what did teams come down and score between the 49ers and Cowboys? Like seven straight touchdowns or something like that? Like yeah. Seven it, consecutive drives where the, there was a touchdown scored against the Eagles defense? I mean, the second half of our season, that was supposed to be the easy part. That was supposed to be when guys were going to get healthy and we were going to play these mediocre and uh, below-average teams and uh, get in a rhythm and then come playoff time, we'd be ready to go. But, I mean, we were getting destroyed by James Conner, who is by no means even a good NFL running back. I mean, the dude is very average and just completely shredded our defense apart. And we're losing to teams like Seattle with Drew Locke at quarterback, uh, losing to the Giants the way we did. I mean, this just a complete disaster at the end of the season. I mean, I really think the team gave up, but especially the defense. I mean, it, it, it was disappointing Eagles football. Um, there, there's other guys we could call out too, um, like Jordan Davis, yeah. who's a guy we thought would be a run stuffer, um, a guy we were really excited to draft in the first round who has not played like a first-rounder at all. Not only hasn't he played like a first-rounder, but he hasn't prepared like a first-rounder either. I mean, the guy was completely out of shape the entire season. Um, you, you just can't have it. I mean, the year before, you know, we have Linval Joseph and Adamican Sue, two veterans who came in and did their job. We lose those guys, and you get stuck with Jordan Davis, who's supposed to come in and save you. And uh, Usually, if the Eagles defense... I mean, we've seen some bad Eagles defenses, but usually they're capable of stopping the run. I can't remember the last time we got gashed on the ground like this. Um, and Jordan Davis is a huge reason why. But it, but it's crazy because the first half of the season, we were like number one against the run. So uh, it's just, I'd love to be a fly on the wall and know exactly what happened. Because it seemed like Desai was doing okay the first, you know, six, seven games. Uh, for him to get demoted, I thought that was a really quick trigger. Obviously, the wrong move. You know, I don't care what you say. You can't be worse than Matt Patricia was. I mean, he was literally horrible uh, with no identity. You know, I think they gave up, but I think they gave up because of the coaching switch. They had no idea what they were doing. They looked completely confused. They didn't know what their responsibilities were. So I kind of go back and say, again, I'm not trying to say this Eagles defense was super talented. I just think they were more middle of the pack and got ruined by coaching. Ruined by coaching. Um, now, linebacker, obviously a weak point. Although I think Kobe Dean was certainly better than Nicholas Morrow uh, and the other crap they were throwing out there. Shaq after. Shaq Leonard. And Shaq Leonard. So you see what I'm saying there. Uh, I mean, this Shaq Leonard is a guy who was... He was a great football player at one point. And I don't really understand it because he's only like 27 or 28 years old, and I cannot believe how completely washed up he is. I mean, you, the way yeah. he played, you would think he was like 40 years old yes. on his last legs. I mean, I, I don't understand it at all. Yeah, and, and that's kind of my point, is at the very least, N'Kobe Dean was like competent, average. Uh, the other guys were horrible. You know, injuries happen. Uh, 
you know, Sidney Brown was one bright spot, although, of course, he tears his ACL on that horrible, horrible turf field at MetLife that the NFL says is actually fine. But every time somebody plays there, somebody tears their ACL or Achilles. Uh, so hopefully he comes back fine because he's a guy that actually showed some passion. He showed some energy. Uh, I really like Sidney Brown. Actually, Keely Ringo, I thought, surprised me and played really well at the end of the year. He was like a bright spot that can hopefully replace Bradbury. But the, the crazy thing is I was expecting Bradbury to be really good this year, and he, he just sucked. Again, I think, you know, maybe he lost a step. I think that having no pass rush certainly doesn't help, and I think having no idea what you're doing as far as the scheme goes also doesn't help. So he might be washed up, but the other thing certainly did not help him uh, as well. It's not like we had an amazing pass rush and a great scheme and he still sucked. Uh, clearly, the whole defense just fell apart. They did. They did. So, I mean, looking at the team now, moving forward, I mean, what do you think we got to do to get back to being true Super Bowl contenders? Um, I saw the odds to win the next Super Bowl. They're out. And, you know, coming into last season, the Eagles were like number one or number two. It was them and the Chiefs. Now, you know, we're not buried, but... Were we, like ninth? Yeah, I think there's like seven or eight teams that are, that are ahead of us. Yeah. So, you know, what do you think we got to do to get back and be Super Bowl contenders. Are you feeling good about the moves we've made so far? Yeah, so uh, first of all, I think that everybody in Philadelphia, as we tend to do, I think there's been a lot of overreactions. I think we still have a super talented team. I think we have some cap space. we got a lot of picks. Uh, let Howie cook. I think the offense is still super talented. Uh, so, yeah, you got some holes to fill in the defense. But no team's perfect. Look at the Chiefs. I mean, they're far from perfect, and they just won the Super Bowl. Now, obviously, they got Pat Mahomes. But my point is, it can certainly be done. Uh, I still think we're one of the best teams in the league. Now, I will go on record saying I think they should have fired Nick Sirianni. Uh, I, I, I think that if you look at what Jeff Lurie's done post-Andy Reid, it's worked pretty well. Bring in a new head coach every few years, you're unpredictable. Uh, he usually gets a guy that nobody really knows what he's going to do, right? Doug Peterson wasn't the hot coach. Chip Kelly came from college. He was successful his first couple of years. Nick Sirianni, nobody knew who the hell Nick Sirianni was. And they come in and they kind of shock the world. So I was all in favor of, hey, listen, go get a new coach until you find, you know, the next Andy Reid. Be unpredictable. Uh, Nick Sirianni, I thought, had a total collapse. The dude's a little bit of a buffoon, let's be honest. Uh... And, you know, what, what is he doing? His scheme's terrible. His leadership obviously wasn't that good this year. But they decided to bring him back. And at the very least, I actually like the two moves they made. Uh, so do you want to talk? Let's talk about Kellen Moore first. You know, it seems like they're just handing the keys over. And Nick Sirianni is going to have nothing to do with the offense. So at the very least, I don't know if that's good for the hierarchy and the culture. There might be some clashes there, but at least Sirianni's not going to be in charge of the offense anymore. But yeah, what, what were you going to say? Well, I just, I just wanted to go back to Nick Sirianni because I, I agree with bringing him back for another season. You know, I can't, it's hard to argue with you. I mean, we've never seen a collapse like the Eagles did uh, this past year. And I mean, he's the head coach. He's the guy in charge. But, you know, when I heard a lot of players sticking up for him that it wasn't Sirianni, uh, they want to bring him back, they want to play for him, you know, that made me think a little bit, okay, 
maybe let's give this guy another shot. I mean, we went to the Super Bowl last year. We were so close to winning. Um, we went to the playoffs the year before with a team that really wasn't all that great. I mean, we didn't we didn't win anything, but just to get there was pretty impressive. Um, so with Sirianni, if you you bring in Kellen Moore and you bring in, I really thought we needed someone who's just older, has more experience. Definitely. Uh, because the coaching staff was just too young. I mean, you got like a bunch of kids running the show. Um, so you got you got a guy like Vic Fangio, and um, he's been around a while. So I think that'll that'll at least help. Um, I mean, I'm not a. It's not like I'm a huge, huge Sirianni guy. Like I thought, some of the, some of his antics are just they're kind of silly. The right? Chiefs thing. How do you like that Chiefs I fans? Mean, yeah. What are you doing beating yeah. the Kansas City Chiefs in a regular season game and just going completely berserk like that? Like that's that's not something I want to see from my head coach. I would prefer my head coach to be more level headed. Like I want the players to like him, but I think Andy Reid really embodies it so well. Like the players freaking love the guy and he's also just level headed. He's even keel. Um, and he's just what a head coach in my mind should be. I mean, Sirianni's a little younger. Maybe he'll, maybe this season will humble him and he'll stop with, um, you know, some of these almost childish antics, but, um, overall, I, I'm glad to see him back. He's got one more shot in, in my eyes. So I, I have a couple of feelings on Sirianni. Uh, number one, people kept saying, well, he made the playoffs three years in a row. Well, this year, I don't give a crap that he made the playoffs at all. I mean, it, it's almost worse what happened, that he made the playoffs and got embarrassed by a mediocre Bucks team and, and the whole collapse. So this year, I don't care about. His first year, he won nine games. He made the playoffs, got blown out. Again, by a mediocre Tampa Bay team. Don't really care that he made the playoffs with nine wins and expanded playoffs. Oh, that was a pretty good team. The Tampa Bay team? No, they weren't. They lost the next week. It was Tom Brady's last year. I mean, he lost to Brady, but they got... Jeff, you don't remember. They got blown the freak out. It, was Tom it wasn't even... It was the second to last year. They, I think they... It was the second to last year. But they lost the, the next Super Bowl week. Again. They played the Rams in a, like, a really close game. Cooper Cup made like some 40-yard catch. Like, they, they were... That was a good team. They, coming off a Super Bowl win. They, they were mediocre that... That year, and we got blown out by. It wasn't even a game. It wasn't even a game. So I don't care that they made the playoffs that year. So yeah, they won the Super Bowl with Shane Steichen the year before. That's great. But I don't care what he did in the past. I'm looking for the future. What's he going to do for me in the future? Um, now, the other thing I want to say: the players really like him. Well, why didn't they freaking show it on the field? Because I don't really care what they say. I care what they do. And I know you said the offense didn't really give up. The offense gave up a little bit. I mean, I'll be honest. And I don't know. But AJ, AJ Brown not playing in the freaking playoffs? What are you, are you kidding me? I mean, I'm having flashbacks to T.O. playing on a freaking broken leg in the Super Bowl. I mean, ouchie, my knee hurts a little bit. Are you joking? I'm sorry. That, that was weak to me. I mean, I, I, the week before, the, the, after the game, he said, I'm fine. And then he doesn't play in the playoffs. I, the, that tells me he really cares about Nick Sirianni. He knows Nick Sirianni could have been fired. Um, I don't really care that the players like Nick Sirianni. I care about uh, the players playing well. And they didn't do that this year. Now, if we're going to say the positives about Sirianni, uh, it seems like he's willing to change. 
and he's changed a few times. If you remember his first year, he had the stupid T-shirts every week, and, and then we got blown out by Dallas after he wore that stupid Dallas T-shirt. He stopped doing that. And it seems like he's changed a few other things. Um, so at least he's a guy that's willing to adapt. I think the fact that he was willing to bring in the other coordinators is a good thing. So, and the fact that the players like him, I don't think is a, is a negative. I also don't want them to like him too much. I mean, they shouldn't be so comfortable that they're willing to do whatever. And that's kind of what the feeling I got this year. So, um, well, there has to be a balance, right? There's got to be a balance. There has to be a balance. Like you have to, you have to put in hard work. You have to run real practices. I mean, that's something that the Eagles don't do. I don't know if that's a reason why the players like like Sirianni. Exactly. Because he's not coaching them hard enough. But you know, I'm fine with them not playing in the preseason. But during the season, this team's got to be ready to play on Sunday. So, so there has to be some kind of um, hard work going in on the weekdays so that when Sunday comes, this team is prepared and ready because uh, for almost all of the season, this team did not look prepared at all. No, they weren't prepared. They, and I mean, that's another thing. Uh, the team wasn't prepared because they don't practice, but Nick Sirianni wasn't prepared. We kept doing the same thing as far as the game plan goes every single week. I mean, Jeff, it's not like the collapse happened two weeks before the playoffs. He had like six, seven weeks to do something. He also made the horrible decision to get rid of Sean Desai. He made the horrible decision to hire Sean Desai in the first place. So, uh, listen, I'm willing to give him this year, but my gut says uh, they probably should have got rid of him. That's what my gut says. You know, I just, I mean, I think you have to take his history into account. I mean, he's made the playoffs every season he's been in the league. I know... We don't care too much about making the playoffs this year because this team is supposed to make the playoffs. Not only make the playoffs, but go deep into the playoffs, which is something they did not do. But, I mean, he's only coached three seasons. Uh, first season with a team that wasn't that talented, at least made it. Yeah. Um, went to the Super Bowl um, the next year, and we both think they should have won. I mean, if we win that Super Bowl, does that change, like, does that change your opinion? Well, I, th- I think he made a few mistakes in the Super Bowl as well, but... Um, and it's, I mean, it really is a tough thing to lose listen, both well, coordinators. Well, you and I are probably on different sides of this. I was fine with firing Doug. Now, obviously, he had a couple extra years after the Super Bowl. Um, and, in fact, I wanted them to fire Doug. But, I mean, it's, it's a good point. If they would have won, yeah, I probably would feel differently. Is that fair? Well, again, I mean, hey, if he coached a little bit better, I think he made a couple of mistakes in the Super Bowl. Uh not necessarily cost us because the Chiefs are a great team, obviously a dynasty. It's not like it's easy to beat the Chiefs. But, uh, I mean, yeah, prob- probably would. Probably would. But guess what, Jeff? We didn't win the Super Bowl. So I mean, the 49ers are, are doing what we're saying right now. I mean, they just lost the Super Bowl, yeah. and they got rid of their defensive coordinator, which to me is crazy. The 49ers yeah. had a great defense all season. But that's different. And yeah. they held Patrick Mahomes to 19 points in the in regulation. I mean, if the 49ers win that game, there's no way they're getting rid of their D.C. So um, I guess I guess these things matter a little bit, but when you're that close, I just feel like it's crazy to he, just... But, that, but that's different, though. Like, they fired him for no reason. Like, he's a really good defensive coordinator. Sirianni had a terrible year. Uh, and it's not just one year. I mean, these are things that we've kind of seen... And then the question kind of goes back to, well, 
was it him or was it Steichen? Now, I always thought the thing that it was Frank Reich for the Super Bowl was stupid because Frank Reich didn't call the plays. Doug Peterson called the plays. But Sirianni doesn't call the plays. So what the hell does he do? The leadership obviously didn't work out. I mean, Doug had a few bad years. And obviously the last year with Carson Wentz, which was a little bit of a tougher situation. That team wasn't nearly as talented as this team was. Uh, That team fell apart a little bit. This is a super talented team that fell apart partially because of Sirianni's leadership. So I'm not saying he can't rebound, but I'd have no problem firing him. I think there's a lot of good coaches out there in the NFL. Uh, I like the the idea of bringing somebody in who's going to be unpredictable. I think a lot of times, unless you have an Andy Reid kind of coach, I don't want to be a Mike Tomlin. Where it's okay, yeah, he won the Super Bowl. Great, he makes the playoffs every year. That's great. Uh, He's not winning the Super Bowl. Bring in somebody new. Bring in somebody fresh. Uh, Unless you find a guy like Andy Reid. And I'll give Kyle Shanahan some credit. I think he's a really great coach in a lot of ways. Obviously a choke artist. uh, So maybe they need to fix some stuff there. But at least he keeps his scheme fresh and unpredictable. Sirianni didn't do that this year. What the hell did he do this year? He, he failed this year. He, he did not have a good season. I'm not going to disagree with you there. I mean, I think Sirianni's a, a huge reason why this team didn't perform the way that they should have. I'm just saying with the, with the two previous seasons, I just don't think you want to be an organization like the Browns or um, like the Jaguars or something where you're changing coaches or the Jets. Uh, sorry, Ian. Where you're changing coaches every two or three years and there's just no stability at all. I just think the fact that Sirianni, you know, he showed he can win a Super Bowl. Let's see what happens with these coordinators this year. I mean, if he has a season like he just had, I have no problems getting rid of him. I mean, honestly, when we lost the Bucks, I was ready for him to go. But as time has gone on, I've thought about it a little bit more, and I'm fine. I'm happy he's here for one more season to see to see what happens. Well, where I agree with you is I like the coordinator hires, and I think that could make a big difference, and I think he could turn it around. Uh, My point, though, is we're not the Jags, the Browns, the Jets. We're a really good organization. We've proven multiple times that you can fire a coach, bring a new guy in, and have success right away. I mean, even if you look look at every coach that Jeff Lurie's hired, they've had a ton of success within their first two seasons. So I don't think that's crazy. I think we have – I think stability is good if you have an Andy Reid. But if you have stability with a bad coach... But that's what I'm saying. I don't know yet that Sirianni's a bad coach. I yes. think you have to give him one more season. I mean, after four seasons, that's a good sample size uh, if you want to get rid of a guy or not. Yeah, I, and, and again, I'm not, uh, I'm not saying now that I think they're going to they're gonna be bad because of Sirianni. My point is, I think there's a lot of good coaches. And I'm glad they did the whole overhaul. So that changes my opinion. When... They first announced he was going to be back. We did not know that. You know, we thought Jim Bob Cooter was coming in here as the offensive coordinator, and then he was going to bring in uh, some schmo as the defensive coordinator. I heard a lot of Denard Wilson. I know there's a lot of Denard Wilson fans. Guys, we don't know if he's going to be a good defensive coordinator. He might just be a great defensive backs coach, just like Brian Johnson was a great quarterbacks coach. Doesn't mean he's going to be a good coordinator. Now, like you said, he brought in two guys, obviously Fangio with a lot more experience, but Kellen Moore's got, what, five years of experience? That, that's a lot. I always thought it was ridiculous that you're on a Super Bowl-caliber team, you're bringing in two guys as coordinators who have never done it before. 
I mean, Desai had one year with the Bears. That doesn't count. The Bears stink. So you're bringing in two young guys. I thought that was so stupid. But, so let's talk about the positive. I think Kellen Moore is a really good choice. I think he's got, he's got a track record. Five years of being creative, of using a lot of motion, which I know a lot of people want, utilizing the middle of the field. Uh, there's even this notion that he doesn't run the ball. When the stats don't back that up, when he was with the Cowboys, they were in the top 10 every year with him running the ball. So I think he'll run the ball. Um, I think he's a guy that had Dak Prescott playing really well. I think people forget, too, the uh, the one year where he didn't have a top 10 offense with the Cowboys was because Dak Prescott was hurt for most of the year. And he was still winning a lot of games with uh, Cooper Rush, who, let's be honest, Cooper Rush probably stinks. He had him playing pretty well. So I think Kellen Moore is actually a really good hire. The only thing I don't like about Kellen Moore, former Cowboy, typically does not work out well for the Eagles. I don't think there's ever been a good former Cowboy that came to the Eagles. Uh, and he's got a stupid face. Those are the only two things I have against Stupid face? Stupid face. I mean, the guy's got a stupid, punchable face. Face to hate, for sure. Well, you may have thought that way when he was on the sidelines with the Cowboys, but I think when we see this offense clicking under him, I think you'll have yeah. a different uh, opinion on that one. But listen, I don't like signing Cowboys either. I don't like bringing them over. I mean, we saw with uh, DeMarco Murray, what a disaster that was. We saw Miles Austin was on the team for a little bit. Yep. He used to be a really good receiver for Dallas, and he, he stunk with us. Stunk. And there was another cornerback. Oh, Skandrick. Hard. Oh, Orlando Skandrick. I think he was on the team for maybe like two games, and he badmouthed the Eagles, and then he was out of here. That dude stunk, too. But with Kellen Moore, I mean, since he's, you know, he coached for Dallas, we, we watched him a bunch. We saw that Dallas offense, and we freaking hate Dallas. We hate Dallas more than anything. But that, that offense was good under him. That, that team was creative. I mean, he had... This was before, like, CeeDee Lamb was there, and um, he was making Dak Prescott. I mean, people put Dak in the top five for the longest time, and I really don't think he's that good of a quarterback. I think it was more of the offensive scheme was so good. And then he goes over to the Chargers, and Justin Herbert was hurt all year. So it's really hard to judge um, his performance this past year. But I think it's a great hire. I, I, I like that um, he's such an innovative young... I like the younger offensive guys and older defensive guys. I don't know why, I, but I just, I just prefer it that yep, way. Yeah, it tends to work. So I think there's a possibility that if Sirianni messes it up, you don't get rid of Kellen Moore. I think Kellen Moore is a guy who could potentially be your head coach yes. one day. Um, so I absolutely love this hire. Which again, again, going back to what you're saying... After they made these moves, which again, we didn't know when they said they were bringing back Sirianni. We had no idea who they were going to hire. This makes me feel a lot better for the, the reason you just said. If Kelmore is really good, uh, but there's some issues or maybe there's behind the scenes issues, I mean, you could just get rid of Sirianni and move up more. Yeah, so big fan of Kellen Moore. Um, you know, I think Shane Steichen was a great coordinator. I think, I think Moore might be even better. Um, so I'm really looking forward to seeing the Eagles offense this year. And we'll talk about some of the personnel we're going to have um, soon. But uh, going over to the defense, Vic Fangio um, coaching the Dolphins. And this was a team that had a really good defense early on in the season. And then uh, so many of their key guys got hurt. Injured. Yeah. Bradley Chubb and um, some other players. But Ramsey was out for a while, too. Ramsey didn't start the season. Um, he was hurt for a couple weeks. 
So, you know, Vic Fangio's been around for a while, and I think this is really exactly what the Eagles needed. Just someone with more experience that even, like, Sirianni can, like, look to at times. Um, so I, I like the Fangio hire. I, I do. I Former mean, head coach as well. Yeah, so ton of experience, um, just what the Eagles needed. All right, so let me, let me say my piece about Fangio. Uh, I'll be honest. When I first heard the news, my heart dropped a little bit. Because, first of all, we, he wasn't a guy that was brought up because he was obviously signed with the, with the uh, Dolphins. So nobody was talking about Fangio coming back. Um, I personally, as a football fan, and again, I haven't watched Fangio himself all that often, but I don't love watching his scheme. I love the Jim Johnson, Steve Spagnuolo scheme, even the Ron Rivera scheme, the exotic blitzes, the pressure, the aggressive defense, and Fangio's more of a... Uh, we're going to deceive you kind of defense, which I'm not saying is bad, but I don't enjoy watching that as much. I also don't know how successful it is against the great quarterbacks. I think it's really good against the bad quarterbacks, as we've seen with Jonathan Gannon. So that's the negative for me, is it just, I like the aggressive, tough, we're going to go after you. And, and we're, we'll deceive you on our blitzes, but we're coming after you. Uh, I don't love the too high safety. Um, but here's the positive. Fangio has a track record of success. He's not a Fangio disciple. He's Fangio. He's the master of the scheme. He's older. He'll be more respected. He'll be tougher. He'll be prepared. Something we were not at all this year. Uh, so I think all of those things we don't have to worry about. He's not going to get uh, his, you know, he's not going to get pantsed in a game. Not saying he's going to be perfect every game. Not saying the defense won't get beat every game. You know, there's going to be games that he's not going to be good. But I don't think it's going to be, oh wow, the coaching was so bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, listen, it's it's 2024. Offense trumps defense most of the time in the NFL. So we're not going to see an amazing defense every single week. But we can feel good about a lot of the things we felt bad about this year with Fangio. That's my piece. Yeah, I mean, it's not the most exciting hire, but we didn't really need... I, I think Kellen Moore is an exciting hire. Yeah. I don't, I don't think we necessarily needed that for the defense. Um, I, mean, I mean, just looking at personnel-wise, I mean, you wanna, do you want to get into it? I mean, Yeah. Well, uh, the, the last thing is, the good thing with Fangio, hand the keys over. Just hand the keys over. You don't have to babysit him. He was a head coach. Now, I wanted Ron Rivera because I thought he was a bad head coach, but I wanted the Jim Johnson defense back, and I wanted a former head coach, just like Jim Schwartz. Not that I loved Jim Schwartz, but here's the keys. You run the defense. Don't worry about you know, making the training camp program or, or don't worry about the culture necessarily all that much. Let Sirianni handle that. Maybe he'll be better in that role. With the, maybe... The problem with Sirianni this year is he was trying to do everything, which is possible with the young coordinators. Maybe he will be better in the role of the John Harbaugh role of I'm just going to oversee everything, uh, but I'm not going to try to control everything. So, yeah, let's get into personnel. Let's start with the defense because that's more pressing. Um, 
what uh, what do you think? What what's the most pressing needs? I'm looking at a defense that needs help kind of everywhere. I mean, this is an older defense. Um, I think Fletcher and Brandon Graham will be back, um, but those are two pretty old guys. Um, I, I'd get rid of them, probably. You get rid of both of them. You know, I think even, it's even for just the just having like a leader in there. It didn't. The it defense. didn't. It didn't work last year. Uh, I think it's time we we take the training wheels off for the young guys. You think so? Okay. Well, the, the, here's one other thing I didn't bring up about Fangio. If you look at his history. Guys have career years under him. He's great at developing young players. If you look at what he did with the Bears, uh, guys that were okay turned into stars. If you look at this year with uh, the Dolphins, right? Christian Wilkins, who was a high draft pick, he's a good player his first few years. Defensive tackle had nine and a half sacks this year. So this is the year we see, is Jordan Davis, is he good? Or is he just a bust? Uh, Is Jalen Carter a good player or an elite player? Is Josh Sweat mediocre, or is he really good? I, I think that it's time to take the training wheels off. It's time to hand it down to the next generation. And listen, they failed this year with those guys, so I don't see the problem getting rid of them. I know, but I just don't see a team with much depth right now. Um, I mean, we have some young players, but are there many standouts? Like, I like Jalen Carter. At least what he's doing on the field. I think on the field he's going to be a spectacular player. I don't know what the hell he's doing off the field. I'm not talking about his previous incident when he was at Georgia. I'm talking about kind of recently with that yeah. 49ers offensive lineman. Um, off rumors, of course, but uh, nevertheless. Um, Jordan Davis, uh, he, he has to care. Um, he didn't care at all last year because he was just so out of shape. I mean, that's something that's kind of hard to fix. Um, I like Keely Ringo. I like Sidney Brown. Um, after that, I mean, I don't know if we have too many good young players. So I, it might be hard to get rid of, you know, Cox and Graham and Slay and Bradbury. I mean, I guess you could get rid of one of the corners. I think, I think it's fine to have younger corners. I think you see them come in and they're able to make an impact right away. I mean, you look at when Sauce Gardner came in as a rookie. I mean, he was immediately one of the three best cornerbacks in the NFL. You had a guy like Devon Witherspoon came in as a rookie, one of the best corners in the NFL. So I think you can have really good young corners, like at the Chiefs. Um, uh, whoever their cornerback is is like second-year All-Pro. Um, but with other positions, like the defensive line and linebacker, I would like them to see, see them sign a linebacker or two. Well, they got to sign a linebacker. But defensive line – and listen, I, I'll leave it up to Fangio, to be honest. Like, let him watch the tape. Is it the coaching? Is it the player? Like, Nolan Smith, like – it, I mean, I know it was one year, but is he a bust, or can Fangio turn him into a good player? Uh, same thing with Jordan Davis. Don't forget about Milton Williams. I mean, Mil- yeah, I, I, I thought a huge, a huge problem with the defense this year was we did not rotate our players. Like, Josh Sweat played like 80% of the snaps. Fletcher Cox played more snaps than the young guys. Milton Williams barely played, and, and I thought when he played, he played well. Let him freaking play. Um, rotate the guys. Maybe that is a reason Jordan Davis... Part of it is because he's just fat, but he got tired. I mean, he was actually good the first, like, six weeks. Remember, we had the best run defense in the league for, like, six, seven weeks, and that a lot of that was him. So if he gets into shape, can can Vic Fangio turn him into a good player? Uh, they got to sign a linebacker, though. And the the guy I would sign, uh, there's a couple guys, but— um, The Carolina player? 
I would sign the guy who played under Fangio in Denver, Jewel, Josie Jewel. Uh, played under Fangio, solid guy, won't break the bank. Uh, who's the guy from Carolina? It's Frankie Luvu or something. Apparently he's pretty good coming off of two solid seasons. Well, the, outside the, linebacker. The good news is that I think there's a lot of uh, free agents this year. The other guy I would sign uh, to maybe replace Brandon Graham is the guy from the Dolphins, Van Ginkle. He's got a great name. But he was a, he was a good player for them this year. Another Fangio guy. I'd bring in some Fangio guys, like you said. like Just bring in some guys that are veterans. Uh, some experience, but he's like 27, maybe get a little bit younger. Uh, he stood out to me, and, and there's a safety from the Dolphins, uh, Elliot. So, I mean, I'd be looking to bring in some of the Fangio guys that know the scheme and can come in and play right away. But there's a ton of safeties this year. There's like 10 really good safeties. There's CJ Gardner Johnson. Would you consider bringing him back to Philadelphia? I know he's a free agent. I don't think he wants to come back to Philadelphia. No, he's he, bad blood. There's bad blood. There's bad blood. But I, I'd bring him back. I mean, I thought they should have kept him in the first place. So are you are you high on Reed Blankenship? I mean, I think a lot of the Philadelphia fans really like him because he's a hard hitter. He plays tough. Um, but do you think he's a starting safety in the NFL? I think with the Fangio system, you need three safeties. And I think he's – I think he had a, a, a not a great year. It's so hard to tell, though. The whole defense was bad. So it's, like, hard to differentiate – well, who's terrible, who's not? I thought Blankenship... I think Blankenship can be a piece on the defense. Uh, I like Sidney Brown better than him. And I think you need to sign a guy. And I think you need three safeties. So, uh, he, he's another guy with Sidney Brown. I think they're two guys that both had injuries and, and had some weird seasons. But they're two guys that care. They're young. They're tough. Uh, and I'll go back to this. If the freaking pass rush... Wasn't as horrible. I mean, they got nothing in the last, like, eight weeks. I mean, if you have no pass rush, how can your secondary be any good at all? They can't. The quarterback had it all day. So, got to fix that first. Yeah, so, I think the defense, I'm not, I don't think they're going to be spectacular. I don't think they're going to be a great defense this year. But it's hard to be as bad as they were last year. I mean, the defense should absolutely improve. And if they don't then maybe it's time to look for a new defensive coordinator because last year was abysmal, absolutely abysmal. And I don't think they'll be as bad as they were last year. I do think they'll be better. Um, but we'll see. I mean, I think you know Jalen Carter's going to take a step up. I think Keely Ringo, I really like him. I like, like him He's a lot. such a big cornerback. Like, you don't see this too often. A guy that's like 6'1", 6'2", and lightning fast at corner. I mean, he's got... He's got the natural athletic ability to be a phenomenal player. He played well, too. He played well. He played well. Well, yeah. let me say this. He was in some high-pressure situations, and I, yeah. I like him. I was shocked he fell to the fourth round. I mean, he's, what, 6'1", six, 6'2". Six, he's really strong. He runs a 4-3. He played for Georgia, and he fell to the fourth round. I mean, uh, I was very happy when we traded up to get him. Uh, I, I'm not saying he's a perfect player, but we kind of see this a lot. I mean... Uh, who's the guy on the the Cowboys? Diggs. Right? Diggs fell. I think he was a second-round pick. But Alabama, super athletic. How is he not a first-round pick? And he's a really good player. So I can see Keely Ringo being kind of in a similar... There is something the scouts didn't like, but you're overlooking all of the good things about him. Uh, plus, I feel like cornerback in today's NFL, so much of it's scheme. Because 
You can play off ball. You can play press man. A lot of it has to do with the, the pass rush. It's a hard position to play, but I like Ringo. Now the question is, in the draft, do you draft defense? Do you draft a cornerback first? I think you could go so many positions uh, with your first pick because we, we have we have a decent amount of holes. So it's really for me, I don't think there's one position in particular you should be targeting. I think it's just best available. Yeah. I mean, if there's a guy who's a really good cornerback in the first round, he's there, you take him. If there's a guy, I would draft a linebacker in the, in the first round if he's there and you think he's going to be a really good, impactful player. I would take... Uh, a defensive lineman. I would take... I might take a safety. I mean, whatever's there. I mean, I would take... I might take a receiver. I think we yeah. need a third receiver. I mean, I know there's... We could probably sign someone in free agency, but if there, you think you can get a really good third receiver, yeah. why not? Because yeah. we really only had two last year, and it started to show. I mean, when Quez, when you're relying on, like, Quez Watkins or Alamade Zacchaeus or Julio Jones, I mean, those guys are... They're a bunch of nobodies. They're just not NFL receivers at this point. Yeah. Um, so, draft-wise, I think you just got to go best available. Yeah, and we'll have a whole draft episode, so I don't want to get into it too much. But I guess my point is when I say let go of Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham, I mean, listen, if they want to come back on really cheap deals, then whatever. But I think it's time. Like, we drafted a ton of defense the last two years. We'll probably draft a ton of defense this year. I, I think it's... I'm in the boat of, I don't think Fletcher Cox or Brandon Graham are going to make a huge difference at this point. Let the young guys play and let them sink or swim. Let's see if Nolan Smith's good. I mean, he didn't even play this year. And I I don't really trust the talent evaluators on the defensive coaching staff this year. Let Nolan Williams play. Like, let's see if these guys can play. Like, I'd rather that than what we saw this year, which Fletcher Cox had a good year. Brandon, they're both still pretty good players. I'm not, and I love them and they're Eagles legends, but like, I want to see the young guys. Like, let's see if they can play. And, I, yeah, if they want to draft a defensive end or uh, – by the way, I, here's a hot take. I would consider trading Josh Sweat, uh, but that's a whole other story. Hmm. Um, I would definitely try to keep Hassan Reddick if you can. Oh, absolutely. I know those. there was a little story that came out on Super Bowl Sunday about uh, Hassan Reddick requesting to, to walk, to, to be traded. Um Hopefully that doesn't happen. I don't think it will. I, uh, I think it's staying. I, I think it sounds like he wants to stay. Um, I know he tweeted something out about, you know. He I, wants an extension. Yeah, he wants more he money. wants to get paid. He should get paid. He's our best defensive player. Um, two years ago, he was in the running for defensive player of the year. I mean, we watched him. I don't think he got enough credit for that season. He was having an impact on yep. every freaking play. Even if he wasn't getting a sack. I mean, he was throwing the offensive lineman in the quarterback's face. Hurrying the quarterback at all times. I mean, the dude was a menace. I can't remember the last time I saw an Eagles uh, defensive player like that. I mean, he was so impactful, and I, I know he still has it in him. I well, mean, he was coming off an injury. In he still had double digits. Yeah. He still had a really good season. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Yeah. Um, and they just weren't utilizing him correctly. Correct. Um, so I think with Vic Fangio, I think he's going to know what to do with him. Well, there was a point this season where he was getting a sack in like the most important parts of games. They were like five weeks in a row. Yeah, so it's not like he's a bad player. I, I'd keep him. Sweat though, in this Fangio defense, I don't know where he fits. Like he's not a linebacker, and I think he's too small to be like a defensive end in the three four. If you could get a, and I think he still has value, even though he, 
I mean, he was terrible in the second half. Like, he did nothing. But I think he still has value. So that's that's why I would look to maybe if you could get a second round pick for him, I don't know if you could, but if you could get a second round pick for him, I I certainly consider trading him uh, mainly because of fit. I still think he's a good player, but like you said, I don't think he's a great player. I always thought he was overhyped. I mean, people were acting like he was great. I'm like he's a good player, but um, anyway, uh, let's the, move to the yeah. offense. Are you uh, the offense? Well, like I said, I'm super excited for Kellen Moore. I mean, I'm 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 really excited. I just need the defense to be competent, and I need the off. This team was built to have an offense that carries the team. Um, so I, I look at the offense. I mean, I think Kelsey's gone. You think he's gone? I, it, After we lost to the Bucks, and just seeing him on the sidelines as, as emotional as he was, I thought there was no doubt he was gone. Yeah. But you know, I'm not so sure anymore, to be yeah. honest with you. He seems like a guy that has a... Sour taste in his mouth. I mean, I know he's happy for Travis Kelsey. I know he loves his brother. But just seeing how, you know, how exciting it is to win a Super Bowl. I mean, he was on the field. He was there. I think he wants that again. And I think he thinks this team can do it. Yeah, it wouldn't shock me because he's been playing this game for like five years. Like at least five years. I mean, if you think about it, I remember when they drafted Isaac Sayamalu and said, oh, we drafted him. Because he was a center in college, and he can take over for Kelsey when he retires. That was like 10 years ago. Uh, and then they drafted Dickerson. And then they drafted Jurgens. Um, I could see that, because he's definitely a competitive guy and wants to play. But at the same time, he's talking with uh, the different TV Fox stations. Sports, yeah. And uh, I think he's having a lot of fun, too. And, uh, you know, his name's as hot now as it's ever going to be with the Taylor Swift stuff. And... I think he would be a great announcer. And there's not a lot of great announcers. Uh, I think he'd be a great coach if he wanted to come back and uh, t- you know, be the assistant offensive line coach and-, and take over for Stout when he retires. I mean, I think he would be a great coach. But he's got a lot of options. But if he does retire, you know, offensive line, I think, is a spot. You know, I-, I thought we were playing with fire last year, not having a backup offensive tackle. I mean, we had a couple guys, but... I mean, you can't... I mean, Jack Driscoll, putting him in... Hard. I mean, he was he was terrible. I mean, you might as well have no one. That, that's what he was like. He was going to beat like a drum every snap. I mean, that dude stunk. So, the depth of the offensive line is a little concerning, which yeah. is why, if Kelsey's going to leave, draft an offensive line. Definitely. That's the best available player. Definitely. Um, because the offensive line... It was good last year, but it, it wasn't what we saw before. Like, the Super Bowl season... They were winning every battle. I mean, the defensive line had no chance. I mean, last year, it was different. It, it felt like Jalen Hurts, while at times absolutely um, should have stepped up more, shouldn't have been so hesitant to roll out of the pocket. But there were a lot of occasions where it was the offensive line just not getting it done. Um, but I, I think Lane Johnson's still great. Um, I think he's probably out of his prime now. But I think he's still great. I really, really like Landon Dickerson. Um, Cam Jurgens, I guess if Kelsey's gone, he's your center. Um, we'll see how he does at center. I actually kind of was a little disappointed in his play last year. I, I thought he would have been better. Um, Mylotta had a great season. I mean, yeah. by all the metrics, all the guys who really watch this stuff, um, he was one of the best tackles in all of football. So I think you have a solid core, and it's going to be a really good offensive line. It just might not be what we were used to when we went to the Super Bowl and when we won the Super Bowl because 
those offensive lines were just far and away the best in the NFL. Yeah, I'm hoping Jurgens too. I mean, he he is playing out of position, and he's a very small guard. So hopefully he plays better at center. I thought he was okay. I mean, again, it was hard to tell. It was hard to evaluate anything this year. Like so many guys look terrible that or bad or just not as good. I mean, did one player play better than they did last year? Um, maybe AJ Brown. Maybe he tailed off a little bit at the end. Yeah, he had some fumbling that was weird. Um, who played better? Uh, if anything, AJ Brown, AJ Brown played the same. Yeah, uh, Devonte Smith was hard to say because I just don't think we utilized him exactly. Enough. Not mean, his he, fault. He could have gotten better skill wise, but we didn't utilize him as much as we did this year. We never utilized Dallas Goddard. I mean, statistically, he had a terrible season. One because he was injured for a little bit. Two because we never used him. Um, and this is a guy we think is one of the best tight ends in football. Um, I think we up, I mean, DeAndre Swift looked better than Sanders, but it didn't seem like our running game was better this year than it was last year, um, partially because we just never ran the ball. So it's hard to say that um, using the eye test, any player really improved on yes, the offense. Yes, exactly. So um, you, would, you would hope that this year there would be improvements, all at least at quarterback, um, because Hertz didn't really have a great season last year. Yeah. But back to the offensive line. I think I agree with you. If they make the right moves in free agency on defense, uh, if there's a guy that you could plug in at guard, assuming Kelsey retires, if there's a guy you could plug in at guard for now and then take over for Johnson, listen, Lane Johnson, I love him. I still think he's elite, and maybe he's tailing off a little bit. My biggest issue with him is he's probably going to get hurt. I mean, he's, he's in his career, he's missed a lot of time. It's well-documented. We suck when he gets hurt. So if you could get a really talented guy, put him in a guard, and let him you know, slide over to right tackle when, when Lane Johnson gets hurt and then eventually retires, I'm okay with that. And I don't know why so many fans are against drafting offensive line. Like That's our bread and butter. That's why we've been so good for 20-something years. Um, our worst seasons are when our offensive lines are hurt or you know they're not good. So other than that, I'm with you. We need a third receiver. Although... Again, it was kind of hard to tell, is Zacchaeus any good? They never threw him the ball, but when they did, um, we had a ton of success when we threw him the ball. But we, He had like 10 catches all year, um, but he had a couple great catches. So uh, I think they said something, uh, Ruben Frank said, the passer rating when throwing to Zacchaeus was like 110. So like, we never threw him the ball, though. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe Zacchaeus is good, and the, it was all the coaching. It's so hard to tell. I think we need a backup tight end. I think that's a, a vital need, uh, underrated need. We obviously need a running back if Swift's not back. And I don't think Swift's going to be back. No, I probably wouldn't bring him back. No. I'd you don't want to devote all this money to a running back. Just the way the NFL is now, I think it makes sense to go cheaper with a running back somewhere. Uh, Draft a running Yeah, back. I wouldn't mind a rookie running back, honestly. I mean, you saw a guy like Isaiah Pacheco. Yeah. He's been in the league for two years. Guy has two Super Bowls. I'm not saying he's the reason they're winning these Super Bowls, but you can have a really good young running back. So You know, there there is a, an argument to maybe sign a, a, like three, four defensive players and draft all offense. Draft a lineman, draft a tight end, draft a receiver, draft a running back, get that extra depth. Uh, which could be interesting because the offense on the surface is really good, but they, we really don't have depth at any position. And obviously, I mean, Hurts just has to be a lot better. He has to be better. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the offense, 
I think we'll be able, through the draft, uh, maybe a signing here and there, to, to be a really good offense. I mean, with the core of Hurts, Brown, Smith, Goddard, and we're going to have a good offensive line. I mean, that core right there, should we should be putting up 30 points per game. I yeah. mean, we thought we were going to do this last season. And for whatever reason, they never clicked. But I, I really am confident with Kellen Moore that we're going to see a turnaround. We're going to see the Jalen Hurts we saw the Super Bowl season. You know what I'm um, excited for? We're going for? to see the ball spread around more. We're yeah. going to see the middle of the field used more. And we're not going to have the worst screen game in the history of the NFL. And I, I think Helen Moore, if it's if for whatever reason, it's the player's fault that the screen game, which I don't think it is, yeah. that the screens just suck. Abandon it. Like, why yeah. stick to something all freaking season that clearly was not working? It was... It was mind-boggling. You know what I'm excited for? Devontae Smith to actually be utilized in this offense. I mean, this is such a versatile, excellent player. And I just feel like he was so underutilized. When you look at... when they, I don't know what the website is. Maybe it's next-gen stats, whatever. When they show the routes run uh, by the receiver after the game... And Devontae Smith is like just all verticals on the same side of the field. It's all terrible, nothing over the middle. Uh, but then go look up what Keenan Allen did last year. And Kellen Moore had him moving all over the field. Put Devontae Smith in the slot sometimes. Move him around. Put A.J. Brown in the backfield sometimes. Like Debo Samuel. Like, I don't know, get creative. You have so much talent. Why are we doing the same thing every play? So, I, I'm, again, I'm looking for a competent defense. Competent. Competent defense and an excellent offense. And that's a combination that could win a Super Bowl. All right, so looking at the landscape of the NFC and the coordinators we brought in, I know we're going to be making some signings that will change up the team. We'll have to see what they do in the draft. But as it stands right now, in February, what do you think about the Eagles going into the season? I mean, you think – we're going to be a Super Bowl team. Are you expecting us to get back there? I mean, the NFC, it's it's wide open. Uh, the 49ers, they're a really good team, but they're very beatable. I mean, I think they should have lost the first game of the playoffs against the Packers, and they definitely should have lost against the Lions if yeah. it wasn't for Dan Campbell. Um, and then they lost to the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. And, that they were um, winning by 10. That they were up 10. So I, the 49ers, they're not this juggernaut team. Like, that team is very beatable. And then outside of that... Dallas is good. Dallas is talented, but they choke every year like clockwork. Every year. I mean, they got destroyed by the Packers and a young quarterback in Jordan Love in Dallas. I mean, yeah. that that is embarrassing. I mean, I know the Eagles had a tailspin, but that's that's really embarrassing too. So, you know, it feels good that even though we collapsed, so did Dallas. I mean, at least the 49ers make it to the Super Bowl every now and again. Cowboys don't even make it to the to the championship game. Ever. I mean, it's really comical. Um, and they brought back Mike McCarthy, which I just love so much. I love well, that. But, but this is kind of my point with the stability thing. It's I don't know. Now, again, we'll give Sirianni the year. But I'd rather fire a guy a year too early than a year too late. Um, but this year's going to tell everything about Hurts and Sirianni. I think how he's going to make moves on defense. We change the uh, the coordinators. There's no excuses anymore. Like, if they are not 
I'm not saying they have to win the Super Bowl because that, you know, football is one game, anything can happen. But if they are not in contention for the Super Bowl, uh, they got to fire Sirianni and potentially, I mean, if they're not in contention for the Super Bowl, meaning if they lose in the first round again, uh, or even in the second round if they don't look good. I mean, a lot of it's how they play. You know, if you look like the Cowboys did, you know, it's one thing to lose a close game in the playoffs in the NFL. I think we're all disappointed because of how they lost and who they lost to. Um, But if they really look like crap again, then it's time to worry about Jalen Hurts. I don't think that will happen. Um, But I don't think there's any excuses. We have a ton of talent. I know the defense is going to have more talent uh, uh, at the end of the offseason than now. I think the coordinators are really good. So there's no excuses. Yes, they should be a Super Bowl contender, period. They should be a contender. Um, I agree. But coming into the season, it's it's different expectations I had than last season. Like last season, I thought we'd be back in the Super Bowl. I thought we were going to win the Super Bowl. I don't have that same level of confidence with this team. Um, you know, the Lions, I think they might be better than us. Um you know, other than the 49ers, Lions, and Cowboys, I guess the Packers are, are a pretty good team. But we're, we're right in the mix. Like, I, I think this team has a chance to go back to the Super Bowl. My expectations just aren't as high as they were going into last season. But who knows? They'll, maybe they'll surprise us. Maybe they'll come back uh, like they did the Super Bowl season and just beat the crap out of teams. Wouldn't that be nice? Well, uh, here's the thing. They had a couple things working against them this year. Obviously, playing in the Super Bowl, you have a shorter offseason. There's a ton of distractions. Uh, we had a first-place schedule. You know, it's well-documented. It's very hard to go back and win a Super Bowl after losing one. Uh, now they have a second-place schedule. Now they had a, have a pretty full offseason. Now they're humbled a little bit. They don't have those distractions, hopefully. So... Like I said, we're going to learn a lot about the team this year. This Last year, there were some excuses. It was a tough schedule. They did have some injuries. Uh, there were a lot of distractions. Uh, they did have... Yes, we have new coordinators this year, but at least they're experienced. Last year, they had two pretty much brand new coordinators. Uh, we got two guys that come in right away and know what they're doing. Uh, there's no excuses this year. Period. For me. So I, ex- I actually have higher expectations this year. Really? I expect I expect them to be in the Super Bowl hunt again. With with the NFL, it's a little bit different because it's one game. Anything can happen in one game. But I, I in this week NFC, I I don't think the Lions are a better team. No, uh, uh, I think they're talented. I don't think they're a better team. I don't think the Cowboys are a better team. I think the Forty ers have more talent right now. Yeah, 40, 49ers are good, but they're they're beatable. But they're beatable. Um, you know, it, it kind of stinks. That we play our first game on a Friday night in Brazil. That, oh, that kind of stinks that we lose a home game in that regard. I don't know what the NFL is doing, but you know, I'm tired of it, Joe. I'm tired of having to watch NFL games on, on, on streaming services and, and paying, for, paying for that. Just just put it on cable, have all games, 1, 4, and then 8.30 on Sunday. I guess you can have a Monday game. But I'm tired of all this Thursday night, Friday night. It's ridiculous. The NFL, they're going to... They're trying to get a game every single day of the week, man. For the people that are excited about the Brazil thing, why? Why are you excited? If you're watching at home like I will be, there's going to be no difference. It's still a football game. So who cares that they're in Brazil if you're watching at home? If anything, the difference is it's a Friday night instead of a Sunday night. So that sucks. If you're going to the game, I mean, I guess that's exciting. But 
okay, you're going to go to Brazil, but you're going to a football game. It's not like you're, I mean, unless you're there for a week, uh, you're, you're going to go watch a football game, which you could have done in Philadelphia. So I, I don't know why everybody's, I think most people aren't excited, but there's a lot of people that are like, oh, this is really cool. Why is this cool? Why does the NFL think that this is going to work? What is, the, what is the plan? To have a team in Brazil eventually? Or is it just to get more... Like, I know they... I don't know how they're ever going to get a team in London with the time difference. Do Brazilians care about American football? I don't think anyone cares about football other than America. That, so what are the, So why is this exciting? Why is this a good thing? It's not. I, I think most of the season ticket holders are pissed because I think they're paying the same price, but for fewer games. Yeah, it's stupid. It's so stupid. And I'm really upset about that. Like, I would like the Eagles just to play on Sunday and get the season off on the right foot. But you know, I'm already kind of making excuses, but it's stupid, and I don't like it. Very. We go back to the 16-game uh, regular season, and then the first two teams get a bye. I, yeah. I, I like the old playoff format. I yeah. don't like this extra team. It's, yes. I don't know, watering down the product. Like, the regular season has to mean something. You don't want it to be like the NBA. I mean, NBA, you've got... Ten teams making the playoffs in each conference now. That's, that's completely ridiculous. I hate Adam Silver. We could do a, a, a Friends of Franklin or something podcast with the Sixers, and I can go into the NBA, and I just don't like what's going on there. And games are like 160 to 150. But this is an Eagles podcast. Jeff. And I'm going to just talk about how much I hate Roger Goodell. You hit the nail on the head. The old format was perfect. 16 games. Perfect. The uh, the two buys instead of one. It's such an overwhelming uh, advantage for the number one seed. I mean, it's nice for the two seed to have the same advantage. They're, if you're the two seed, you're a freaking good team too. Uh, the extra team, it waters it down. It was perfect before. It couldn't have been more perfect. You had just the right amount of teams in where everybody's invested in the season pretty much the whole time unless you're a total bottom feeder. Uh, I'm totally with you. And they're going to go to 18 games soon. So oh, yeah, and yeah, it's all going to be and, more and more games. The people that the argument was, well, you get to watch more football. I'm like, football is perfect. We don't need mess. The play that more football means more injuries. Like football is a violent sport. It doesn't lend itself to more games. So no, I mean, what are we going to do? Like push this into March, Joe? What is it going to be spring and we're watching the Super Bowl? I mean, this is crazy. And and you're right. You know, more games is more injuries. If Guys NFL, tired at the end of the year. I mean, if the NFL really cared about player safety, there would be no such thing as Thursday night football. I mean, these guys are playing Sunday, and then four days later, it's like, oh, get back out on the field and go play. I mean, what? For a terrible product, For too. a terrible product. It's a terrible game. Um, we had way too many Thursday games this year. It was weird. Too many Thursday, too many Monday. We had three 1 o'clock games all season. This was the worst season ever, man. I don't I don't care that we had 11 wins. It was, it was awful. I, I enjoyed... More seasons where we went like four and twelve than I did this season. It was just this season terrible. sucked. Well, terrible. that's another good point. The schedule screwed us there too, where it wasn't just the players we were playing. We we just had every disadvantage as far as away. We game. had a we, Monday night playoff game. What are they doing? Yeah, a yeah. Monday night playoff game. Yeah. Are you freaking kidding me? Yeah. yeah. We played a bunch of teams uh, on short rest when they had like a Thursday night game the week before, so they were on ten days rest. That happened like four times. So at least this year, the schedule... There's no excuses this year, is my point. There's no freaking excuses this year. So I think ultimately we agree on pretty much everything. I mean, at this point, like I said, you're right. Sirianni's back. Give him the year. I mean, this is it. I just... 
I guess the thing that would annoy me is if it is a bad year, it, it'll just kill me that we're wasting another year with this talented of a team. But I guess there's no guarantee you hire a good coach. But Laurie's got a pretty good track record of getting guys that are good right away. Yeah, we'll see, man. We'll have to do another podcast soon. Uh, well, we- around. April or March with some free agency, some draft stuff. Yeah, we need to do a free agent preview more in detail. I'll do more research. I was just looking up the Fangio guys because uh, I think that makes sense. And then we'll do a whole draft preview for sure. All right. This was a good one. It's been a while, but we were a little sad about the way the season ended. We need some time to just – a lot of frustration. I mean, we knew it was coming. We knew, we knew it was going to happen in the playoffs, but – it's just, it's just taking some time to just really sink in. Yes. Yes, it has. But I'm optimistic. I actually feel good. I think they're going to be good next year. Super Bowl uh, 59, Eagles champions. You heard it here first. Okay. I'm not going to go that far right now, but I, I like it. I like it a lot. I'm on like a, you know, a runner's high? Yeah. I'm on a podcast high right now. Yeah. I'm feeling good. Yeah. I don't even know. What time are we at right now? How long have we been doing Just this? an hour and 16. Oh, that's it? Yeah, it's like a record podcast. Yeah, wow. It's pretty late. Well, if you're still listening at this point, we love you. You're a yeah, true you're fan. Yeah, you're a diehard if you're, you're still listening. I, I'm not even... My mom's not even going to listen to this. <laughs> she doesn't care. All right. We're going to end it with a fly swoop fly.